Razorback baseball squeaks by UCA in Little Rock by a final score of two to one in extra innings. But the bigger question is, why do Razorback teams struggle whenever they play in Little Rock? We'll talk about that as well as Traylon Burks in the NFL draft this week and also some big news in the NCAA. This is the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful Wednesday, halfway point of the week. And uh, we're going to just keep it going here on this podcast, which, uh, you know, usually around this time, I'm trying to think of unique things and information and stuff to bring up that could uh, we could really dive into and, you know, be creative with and, Maybe not, not, you know, just kind of pull stuff out of my rear end, try to make it work. But, you know, the, it, I'm thankful for whenever there's a topic that seems like there's a lot of people that are discussing, especially in the state of Arkansas, especially Razorback fans, that I feel like is worth discussing and something that people are pretty passionate about and, and pretty much arguing. And, and I don't want to make this into something that it's not, but it is something that I think is important to discuss. And if you've, you know, saw the teaser, if you see the title of this podcast, You'll have an idea of what I'm talking about. And it's Razorback sports playing in Little Rock or just playing outside the city of Fayetteville and playing in other places in the state. Now, it's amazing to me that, you know, with the developments of where Arkansas has come from and as an athletic program and where they, you know, want to play and what they do and all those things, uh, you know, there's still that inkling of being able to have games in Little Rock, even though the facilities are unmatched in Northwest Arkansas and in Fayetteville, uh, give credit where credit is due that the university still wants to be able to provide that sort of broad stroke over the state where they continue to have games in other stadiums or in other areas in the state to be able to help the state out and really continue to have that footprint among all four corners of the state of Arkansas as well. I, and I want to say that clearly to start off. I think it's a great idea. I think it's fine. I think it's good. But the question that a lot of you had is why does Arkansas always struggle in Little Rock when they're playing in Little Rock, regardless of the sport? You know, you they did beat UCA yesterday two to one in what was a walk-off wild pitch in the 10th inning. So people were just like, and this was a team in UCA that you scored 21 runs on the last time you played them. So what happened? What changed? Uh, you're also talking about when Arkansas basketball lost to Hofstra, uh, which was without a doubt the worst loss of Razorback basketball last year. And it really wasn't even that close. And it was pretty disappointing to see, you know, how that all went down. Razorback football didn't struggle. They pounded UAPB. So, you know, you know, don't have to worry about that. But they have had recent history of not doing very well in War Memorial Stadium. We all know about the, the loss against uh, – Toledo, you know, we know about the the Louisiana Monroe loss, um, you know, that all happened in Little Rock. We know that even in games that they won in Little Rock, a lot of times they, you know, just, you know, scraped by by their chinny chin chin and, you know, got smoked by Georgia in 2014 down in Little Rock. So this is just something that I think a lot of people have 
brought up and have said, okay, why this is why we need to stop playing games in Little Rock. This is why we need to get out of there. Yada, yada, yada. Now, let me be frank about this. I am someone who grew up in Northwest Arkansas. I grew up in Fayetteville. And there's a lot of people that have a complex about those people who grew up in Northwest Arkansas. Trust me, I've heard them all. Um, because they always had this idea that we just think everything's bigger and better in Northwest Arkansas than it is in anywhere else in the state and, and all of that. But I grew up where I went to games in Fayetteville. Basketball, football, baseball, all of it. I went to games in Fayetteville. And as someone who grew up there, I was adamant that I did not want any games in Little Rock ever, ever, because it was dumb. We had nicer facilities. This is where the home was. It, you know, it just, everyone just talked about the tailgating being great, but that was about it. And, you know, it, it just, there was a lot of things about that, that I didn't like. But after living in Little Rock for a few years, I really softened my stance on all of that because I get why the U of A does that and why they want to continue to reach out to other parts of the, of the state. And usually, uh, especially for basketball and especially for baseball, they pack out those games. So it's not like no one's going to them. They pack it out. And usually it's an opponent that's not like a marquee opponent. It's usually like a midweek game in baseball, like in this instance. In basketball, it's like Hofstra or whatever it is. But there's no doubt that the teams, coincidentally, have struggled in playing in Little Rock. And here's my thought on it. Yeah. It is quite the weird coincidence that it seems there's something about Little Rock that Arkansas just doesn't play as well. There's something to it. Yeah, there's a coincidence there. But on the other side of it, it shouldn't matter. It shouldn't matter. Because you travel as teams all the time. You travel to different arenas all the time. And when you travel to different arenas too, usually... It's where the uh, opposing team and the opposing team's fans are against you, bringing the energy, trying to tear you down, all of that. But when you travel two and a half, three hours away to a place in Arkansas where it's packed out and the crowd is on your side, it shouldn't matter. On top of that, you're usually playing an inferior opponent like vastly inferior. So with the crowd on your side and the opponent being inferior to you, those things shouldn't matter about how you play. It shouldn't matter. At the end of the day, it's about the players going out and executing, about the coaches going out there and executing. It's about all of that. So I don't buy that excuse. Now, would the players and coaches probably prefer I shouldn't say coaches because I think Dave Van Horn loves playing in Little Rock, but would the players probably prefer to play in Fayetteville? I mean, I think so. It's their home. Of course they would. But a one-off game against an inferior opponent in front of a ton of fans of the Razorbacks, that shouldn't matter. That shouldn't be a problem. That shouldn't be something that enters into your mind of saying, well, you know, we're going to have to travel here and this is going to be a, a bad deal and we're not going to be fully prepared. It's hard to fully prepare for that. and. I don't I don't buy any of that. I don't buy any of that. So yeah, should is there something to Arkansas playing down in Little Rock? Yeah, but should there be? No, there shouldn't be anything to it. It should be something you still go out and execute. I still think games should be in Little Rock. Uh mainly baseball and basketball. Football is a little bit dicey because you have so few games 
And, you know, you only have so many opportunities for visits, for recruits and stuff. You already have one game down in Arlington, which, you know, people have been saying, oh, well, let's take the game out of Arlington, keep the game in Little Rock. That's not going to happen. (laughs) Let's just be honest. So, you know, I I think that that one's one that you can have more of a discussion about, about possibly moving out permanently. Uh, But at the end of the day, I still think it's fine. I still think it's fine to play these games in Little Rock. Because you need you as a team need to be just ready for it and prepare for it and all that. Now, that being said, the thing that does bother me, and I understand why, but what bothers me is that these games can't be on TV. That is bothersome. Because in this day and age, in the year of our Lord, 2022, everything is streaming. Everything. And in fact, I even saw yesterday that I believe Mississippi State and Ole Miss played in Pearl in Mississippi in like a one-off midweek game. And that game was on SEC Network Plus. Like people could watch that game. Even though some people were saying, oh, those games aren't. No, that they, they were televised too. So when you have a game in Little Rock against Hofstra in basketball or a game against UCA in baseball, Dickey Stevens Park, those games need to be televised. Um. But I get why, because I explained it yesterday on the podcast why these games aren't uh, broadcasted on stream or anything like that because of the uh, the issues that come up with financial, like no one's going to pay that much money to have them broadcasted and all that. Like, I get that, but it's just something that I think is also bothersome to people who can't go to the game. Because here's the thing, if, if you can't go to the game in Fayetteville, the game's on TV. But if you can't go to the game in Little Rock, you're screwed. Of course, when you listen to the fine radio broadcast on 103.7 The Buzz, you can get your taken there but you you just kind of get screwed by that so that would be the the biggest complaint that i would have and i I understand why so it's not like i'm sitting here just be like this is an outrage i can't believe this like i understand why but i just wish that there was something that could be done like maybe if the sec network granted somebody locally to broadcast it you know pay for the rights for it or whatever um or what? I like. I, I don't know exactly what the solution would be, but it's just a crazy to think that here in 2022, you know, there's games that you're playing that no one can watch on TV or stream. So it's just, yeah, it's just wild and crazy how that happens. But either way, it comes down to this, and we'll sum it up with this. You don't have to like playing games in Little Rock, or you can love playing games in Little Rock. There's no doubt. And you can also believe that there's something about the teams when they come down to Little Rock where they don't play as well as what they would in Fayetteville. You can believe all that too. But at the end of the day, it comes down to the teams playing the games and executing. You're still playing it in front of tons of Razorback fans. You're playing it, yes, in a different place, but you're not traveling that far. It's two and a half, three hours. And it's usually against inferior opponents. Go out and win. That's what it comes down to. Just go out and win. It shouldn't matter where you play. Go out and win. That's my take on it. And that's coming from someone who grew up in Northwest Arkansas, who lives in Little Rock now. I've seen both sides of it. I've heard of all areas of the and ideas behind, you know, what people think should be done. But at the end of the day, as a Razorback football, basketball, baseball team, whoever's playing down here, it's up to you to go out and execute. It's up to you to go out and win. That's nobody's job but your own. We'll talk more about Traylon Burks uh, being in the NFL draft here in just a segment, folks. I'm telling you about Built Bar, and I'm telling you, it, it's something that's so great to have where you can have a protein bar that tastes great, 
that gives you that protein and energy that's healthy, that comes in tons of different flavors. I mean, there's no, there's no even like, there's no even questioning it. Like it's incredible. And that's the thing that I will always tell you about is that this is not something I just say just for the sake of saying it. I use Bill Bar myself. It's come so convenient. And I have one pretty much every single day when I wake up and before I do my podcast, I have my built bar. And then when I go home and come back after work, I'm about to go do my workout, I have a protein bar. Like it's just so easy. It's so convenient. It's so great. And by listening to this podcast right now, we have a great deal for you. If you go to built.com and use promo code locked 15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. Simple as that built.com promo code locked 15. And you'll get a great deal across the board, no matter what it is, but that's what you need to take advantage of right now. Again, go to build.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so we know the NFL draft is coming up this weekend, and... um, you know, usually it's not been something that Arkansas fans have been very interested in. And I'll be honest, I think the NFL draft, other than the fact that you just get to see where or who your favorite team is picking, is the most overblown, the most like over the top, over dramatic waste of time that I've ever seen. In, in my opinion, like some of you love the NFL draft, and that's fine. But the NFL draft to me is just like, okay, just show me at the end of the day who my New York Jets drafted so I know who's going to suck and not be any good. Uh, But just give me the list of who's going to be there and move on. Like, that's how I've always looked at it. Because I don't care about, you know, Mel Kuyper breaking it down. I don't care about the suits that they're wearing. I don't care about the, you know, the seeing the fans boo or cheer. Like, I don't care about any of that. Just. Don't give me the labor pains. Give me the baby. That's all I ask for. But this year, for Razorback fans, it's actually a little bit different where there's some interest there because for the first time in a while, you are going to have a first-round pick in Traylon Burks. Now, I know Frank Ragnow uh, was somebody that was highly regarded, but nothing against Frank Ragnow. There's not really anything sexy about an offensive lineman. Like him going first, like nobody is just getting pumped up and cheering on whenever an offensive lineman gets drafted. Like some may, but most don't. And so you're talking about a player in Traylon Burks at a skill position. And I don't think I'm wrong in saying this. He's going to, this is the first time you've had a skill position player being a first round pick since Darren McFadden and Felix Jones in 2008. I mean, seriously, it's been that long since you've had someone like this being drafted in the first round. In fact, What's the craziest thing about it? But I mean, it makes sense, but it's still just a crazy reminder. Arkansas hasn't had a wide receiver drafted, period, anywhere in the NFL draft since Kobe Hamilton was drafted by the Bengals in 2013. So you're talking about nearly 10 years since you've had a wide receiver drafted. That's insane. That's stupid. That should never happen. I'm not even saying this is not even just first round. We're talking about drafted, period. Uh, it, It just should not happen. And Arkansas last year only had one player drafted. That was Jonathan Marshall, who got picked up by the New York Jets in the sixth round last year. So you're talking about Arkansas not having a whole lot of success in the high rounds of the draft 
in a long time. Now, I think that that's eventually going to change. <clears throat> I think it's just going to take time because I think that besides Burks, I think Ridgeway gets drafted. I think uh, Monteric Brown gets drafted late. Well, I'm saying these guys are late. Maybe Myron Cunningham gets drafted, but that's it. Like four at the max. I'm thinking three for the draft and that'll be it. But, you know, next year or the year after, I think you're going to just start seeing more and more and more Razorbacks getting in the NFL draft. I don't know if you're ever going to have a bunch of first round guys, but you're definitely going to have a lot more of those players that get ready for. It, and that's huge for recruiting and everything. So, but, but Traylon Burks, where, where he's going to end up going, I think it's the best case scenario where he's probably not going to be the first wide receiver taken, but he's going to be taken during the rounds where they have a solid quarterback going to be throwing him the ball. Like to me, that's one of the most important things you could have if you're Traylon Burks, like having somebody that can actually, you know, get you the rock instead of you having to worry about some rookie quarterback or some scrub quarterback or whatever it may be. And the one team that's really getting a lot of, uh, you know, connections there has been the Green Bay Packers, which I think, like, everyone's talking about how great, oh, man, Aaron Rodgers, which I agree, totally. Like, Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball would be awesome. But Aaron Rodgers is also pretty old. Like, he could be retiring after this year for all we know. Like, we don't know, but it could happen. And then after that, it's like, you know, you're going to have to be breaking in a new quarterback. So for Traylon Burks, is that really the best situation? Maybe not. But I would say that some of the other places, like if the Chiefs drafted him, holy crap, that would be awesome. For Razorback fans and the connection there, and also Patrick Mahomes throwing him the ball, that would be really cool. You know, he's that's been one of kind of the teams that's been discussed about him possibly going there. Um, I know that some people are thinking about how it's going to look if teams trade you know, and get lower picks or whatnot. And, you know, one of them maybe possibly taking him. I think I've saw, you know, someone saying, uh, I guess, was it the the Browns that could possibly take him, which, okay, you got Deshaun Watson throwing you the ball, I guess. That's not bad. But uh, either way, I just think he's going to be in a really good position to where no matter what, he's going to get drafted by a pretty decent team. <coughs> a team that's actually going to be in contention for a playoff and actually have a quarterback that knows what the crap they're doing with the ball. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes out. But uh, I'm really excited to see where Traylon Burks goes. I'll watch the first round. That'll be it. <laughs> I hate to be like that, but I am. I'm just that way. I just, I'm watching it. And I'm moving on with my weekend because I can't sit there and watch it the whole time. That's just not for me. Uh, this episode of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you'll ever need. So save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, or even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for 20 years, and they have prices that are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. So go to their easy-to-use website today and find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com to see all the parts available for your car or truck, and be sure to write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you will ever need at rockauto.com. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so final segment here of the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Uh, I thought this was kind of cool yesterday. 
well, kind of dumb, but kind of cool, that Mark Emert, the NCAA president, uh, was officially announced yesterday that he will be stepping down once his uh, replacement is selected or in place or on June 30th, 2023. So essentially what it's saying is that he's either going to step down as soon as somebody gets put into his place or he'll step down at the absolute latest at June 30th, 2023. And that's what the NCAA announced. Um now, it, it came through basically where, let me just say this, Mark Emert sucks. Like, that guy sucks. The NCAA has, has been a joke of an organization for a long time with zero self-awareness, and it's just incredible to me. Like, for instance, the NIL. If it wasn't for the governments, state governments, going in and involved with the NIL, the NCAA would still be running things the same way as it is now. Just an ar archaic way of doing it. Now, you can say what you want about the NIL, whether it's good or bad or if it's crazy or whatnot, but without a doubt, like, it's changed college sports, and honestly, I think it's going to eventually, maybe not right now in the short term, but eventually make the sport so much better. But the NCAA was so adamant against that because they didn't even care. Anytime they had investigations against teams that had done some illegal activities, drugged their feet, didn't care, handing out punishments that didn't make sense. You know, Kansas still has level five violations that, you know, nothing's happened from it and just never made any sense from that regard. They just never did what the right thing was ever when it came to, you know, trying to police sports or trying to help the NCAA or anything like they just never did the right stuff. So you know, the fact that he's stepping down comes at a, at a time where it could not happen soon, soon enough. Like it could not happen soon enough. It's just been an absolute joke. But at the same time, though, I am not envious of whoever takes over that job at all, because that is, a, without a doubt, one of the toughest jobs there is, especially with the ever-changing and ever-evolving stuff. Honestly, what needs to happen, and this is, again, kind of going to be what I believe should happen, what would be better for the sports, is NCAA needs to just go away. They need to just go away or at least go and undergo a serious renovation. Say, like, and again, I don't even know if he'd be interested, but basically just say, okay, Greg Sankey of the SEC, you're our new NCAA president. You're going to put you in there, all right? And we're going to completely revamp the NCAA under your rule where we are going to make everything different and a lot more transparent for everyone involved. We're going to let conferences kind of rule the roost, almost like, hey, you're the federal government and the conferences are the state governments. You are going to help with, of course, the things that you're doing now, like the NCAA tournament, the College World Series, everything but the college football playoff when it comes to postseason events. You're going to continue to do that. You're going to help with the NIL. You're going to get involved with that and make some rules and regulations on that. You're going to uh, just basically go along with what the conferences want, come to an agreement, make it work, and try to just put everybody under the same umbrella as much as possible. Because uniformity is what this has been missing from the NCAA for so long because nobody knows what the crap they're doing half the time. I would love to see Greg Sankey run that. Um, but again, at the end of the day, I still think the best thing for everybody is just the NCAA going away and them just bringing in something new. But I also understand that would take a lot and that would undergo a lot. So 
uh, or just give it to Elon Musk. Let him do it because he's he's pretty much running everything right now anyway. So either way, uh, good riddance to Mark Emer. That guy was a joke. Um, I think he's one of the main reasons why the NCAA has struggled so much over the past 15 years with archaic like policies and everything. It just hasn't worked out for that. So anyways, I'm fine with him going away. Again, could not come soon enough. Appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter, the Buzz John Neighbors. For any questions, comments, concerns that you may have, we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then.